0: Good morning. morning. Welcome to Bethlehem Lutheran Church, where God has called and gathered us here this day to receive his gifts through his word and his sacrament. The Old Testament reading for the Feast of the Purification of Mary and the Presentation of our Lord is from 1 Samuel, chapter 1. The man Elkanah and his wife and and all his house went up to offer to the Lord the yearly sacrifice and to pay his vow. But Hannah did not go up, for she said to her husband, As soon as the child is weaned, I will bring him, so that he may appear in the presence of the Lord and dwell there forever. Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Do what seems best to you. Wait until you have weaned him. Only may the Lord establish his word. So the woman remained and nursed her son until she weaned him. And when she had weaned him, She took him up with her, along with a three-year-old bull, an ephah of flour, and a skin of wine. And she brought him to the house of the Lord at Shiloh. And the child was young. They slaughtered the bull, and they brought the child to Eli. And she said, O my Lord, as you live, my Lord, I am the woman who is standing here in your presence, praying to the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition that I made to him. Therefore I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he is lent to the Lord, and he worships the Lord there. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from Hebrews chapter 2. Since, therefore, the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things, that, through death, he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver all those who, through fear of death, were subject to lifelong slavery. For surely it is not angels that he helps, but he helps the offspring of Abraham. Therefore, he had to be made like his brothers in every respect, so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the second chapter. When the time for their purification according to the law of Moses came, Mary and Joseph brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of your people Israel. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It might be a little bit hard for us to imagine the glory of the Old Testament temple. Maybe we can get a little bit of an idea of it if we go into a congregation that just has a a really high church building, Or, or maybe if we went to one of the seminary's chapels or one of the Concordia chapels. Just when you walk in this moment of awe and glory, and part of that is because the simple physical appearance of the temple in those times, it was covered in gold. Gold is all over the place, so that when the sun came down and shone upon the temple, it reflected that sunlight everywhere throughout the entire city of Jerusalem, since the temple is raised up on a mountain and able to be seen almost everywhere. But of course, we recognize that as important as that physical appearance was and to create that that the real reason that the glory of the temple was there because that was where the glory of the Lord was that was the dwelling place of Yahweh the dwelling place of the God of the Israelites and again it might be hard for us to imagine that to imagine the truth of his glory dwelling in that place him dwelling in that place but maybe it would help if we remembered that as they were walking around out in the wilderness before they came into israel that that very same glory that very same person was leading the israelites around in a pillar of cloud at day and a pillar of fire by night And that very same pillar dwelt in the tabernacle while they were out there in the desert. This cloud that dwelt there that is described as being heavy somehow. The word is kavod there. It even sounds a little bit heavy, doesn't it? So full, so heavy was the tabernacle in the most holy place where God dwelled that people could not just go in there. If they went in there at the wrong time, or not wearing the right clothes, or if they were just the wrong people to go in there, they died, because they stood in the presence of God impurely and uncleanly. And so, when we think about our intro for today, when we think about meditating or thinking about that steadfast love that is in the midst of that temple, we probably... Needs to sort of upgrade our thoughts there about what exactly it means to stand in the temple, to be in the midst of the temple, to be in the place where our Lord has chosen to locate himself. Listen again to our intro for today. We have thought on your steadfast love, O God, in the midst of your temple. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised in the city of our God. His holy mountain, beautiful in elevation, is the joy of all the earth. Mount Zion in the far north, the city of the great king. Within her citadels, God has made himself known as a fortress. As we have heard, so have we seen in the city of the Lord of hosts, in the city of our God, which God will establish forever." We have thought on your steadfast love, O God, in the midst of your temple. Every once in a while, I hear somebody ask the question, where can you find God? Or maybe what it usually is, is I'll I'll hear about a book that's trying to teach people how to find God, or a podcast, or a video, or whatever. And every single time I hear it, I laugh to myself a little bit. Because it's funny how often we try to find God even though he has told us exactly where to find him. And it's not like he only does this in the New Testament and now. No, he even did it all the way back in the Old Testament. It was never a question from Exodus onward as to where you could find God. It was always clear. Wherever the Ark of the Covenant was when they were wandering around in the desert. That was where God was. And as I mentioned earlier, this was clearer because there was a pillar of fire and a pillar of, and a pillar of cloud on top of it that could tell you where it was. But then even after the temple was finally built, that, that temple that we were talking about that's so glorious, even at that point... It was clear where he was because his presence was still there. The cloud was still there in the most holy place in order to make sure that people knew where God had located himself, that people knew where God was. In the New Testament, it got even easier in some ways because now no longer did you have to rely on something that's sort of mysterious and something that you have to keep away from like a pillar of fire or the cloud in the most holy place. Now, our God has located himself in a body. Our God has made himself a man. This is what we are celebrating today is that day when our Lord presented himself or was presented by his parents in the temple. And we see Simeon react to this and recognize the truth that our Lord has now located himself in the flesh, in the body. And that is true even still now. But we also recognize that, again, it's such a silly thing to wonder where you can find God because he has told us where he is. He has told us that he is even now able to be found in his word. That he is even now able to be found in the waters that he promised will cleanse us of our sin. And that, of course, even still now, he's able to be found in his body and his blood, which he became for us. It's not hard to find our God. He's made it as clear as he can, and yet we still struggle with it. We still struggle to find him. And that's because we try to look in the wrong places. We try to look inside ourselves most often. Maybe, maybe sometimes we ask the Holy Spirit or we expect the Holy Spirit to sort of give us a nudge in the right direction. Or maybe you go and you try and find him out in creation. And, and make no mistake, you can find some aspects of our Lord in creation. You can see his power and his might in that he created all of this. And also his appreciation for beauty, his creativity, and many and various varieties of life here on this world. But just going out in creation will teach you nothing of his mercy and his love And his forgiveness for you. And that is what our introit is bookended by. That antiphon is, we have thought on your steadfast love, O Lord, in the midst of your temple. This is why we seek God. Or at least it should be why we seek God because we recognize that where god is where he has promised to be is the places that we can find that steadfast love that he has for us that love that will last forever that will never end that love that motivated him to go and to die on the cross for us to become one of us to locate himself in the flesh in order to make sure that we could have the forgiveness and love that we so desperately need. And so, here and now, we recognize the truth of our introit. That as we have heard in the word, so shall we see in the sacraments. As you have heard in the word, here is the place where you can find the forgiveness for your sin. This is where you find God, the places that he has located himself, the places that he has promised to be, because he is truthful and honest and faithful to his word. And we recognize the truth even more that this city that he will establish, the city that is built on that very word and sacrament, the city that we will be dwelling in after judgment day that that city will truly be established that his kingdom will truly be established and that he will defend himself and us from everything this is what our lord does for us he made it so that we could find him so that we don't need to go looking He promised exactly where he would be, and consistently and continually he is here in his word and in his sacrament. And as his steadfast love tells us, he will always be there. He will always be here. Now may the peace which passes all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.